Good evening, alcoholics, and welcome to another episode of the Bar Culture Pubcast. Uh, my name is Will. I'm one of the hosts, and uh, it's what it's going to be tonight. It's going to be one host. Um, couldn't get Steve in here with me this week to do an episode. Uh, we had some scheduling conflicts. So I decided I was going to do something a little bit different. Um, I decided I was going to do a kind of like a watch companion episode of the season premiere of Game of Thrones. Um, entitled, it's uh, Winter Fell, um, um, which is interesting and we'll talk about that uh, during the ep- this week's episode. Um, this week's drink to accompany that is going to be White Walker by Johnny Walker. Um, it's not bad. I, I took a sip earlier before so I can kind of give a, a review. Um, it's real mellow and light in the whiskey taste. So that's good for those people who don't like a heavy whiskey taste. It's, it's also pretty mellow and goes... Goes down really smooth. So I'm gonna take another sip. Yeah, it's not bad. I taste some vanilla in there um, from the barrel, uh, but not a you know not overly heavy. Um, there's definitely something else besides a whiskey taste in that. Um, so cool. I'm, I'm gonna have a couple of those. Uh, my partner at work just uh, um, had a little bit, you know, decided he'd he'd share some with me. Um, I asked him since I was going to do this, let's um, let's do do it right with the White Walker. Sorry, I'm gonna take another sip. Um, so basically, what I'm doing on this episode is going to be watching the entire episode of. The first um, episode of season eight of Game of Thrones, and kind of talk about it as as we go through the episode, and talk about little things I see here and there, and maybe come up with some theories on how this season's going to play out and what's going to happen. So I thought this would be pretty fun. Let me know if you guys like it. If you do, maybe I'll do something separate um, every week and do a little watch a watch along. Um, with you, so let's start it. And I'm gonna start the episode at the um, the beginning where it says "previously on," and I'm watching with subtitles, so I'll be able to read what's going on. So if we remember correctly, at the end of season seven, we pretty much saw a bunch of shit happen. Season seven um, went down. Daenerys decided that she was gonna come over. Tyrion came with her. Um, met Jon Snow. Yada yada. Uh, notable things that happened. Daenerys did kill the last Tolly standing, which means Sam's the last of his family and on the male side. Um, well, I'm going to discuss some of that later. Uh, John and Daenerys are hitting it off. He decided he was going to go catch a zombie monster thing from the north and go bring it all the way to the south, which I have a problem with that. That that took too little... Too, not a, It wasn't a lot of time... It's, it felt like it was, you know, a day or two, and they were in King's Landing with Cersei. Oh, and we all know Jamie rode off into the sunset to go fight with the Starks because Cersei was going to back out of the deal. Uh, the Mother of Dragons is now in bed with uh, the bastard son of the wolves. And 
things are going to get pretty interesting. So this is my this will be my third time watching this one. So, um, and I did some online readings today, so I have I have lots to discuss. So we're just going through some things. The White Walkers have a dragon. They busted through the wall. We're kind of coming to the climax here. You know, the Greyjoy fleet was destroyed. Lady Greyjoy was taken hostage. Theon's gonna go after her. Wall's coming down. And it's pretty much getting ready to queue credits. So while that's happening, and the army of the undead are walking to the south. Take another sip. Alright, so I felt like the first time, and I fast forward through it the first time, the open sequence, the first thing I noticed is a piece of the wall missing. And, um, you know, that was a, that was the first difference I noticed. It felt a little more in depth, but again, I always fast forward through this part. Not, I know some things changed. The sigils on the opening band were different. Um, go, the wall came down, and now we're just going through the whole process of going through the whole map of Westeros. There might be some silences in this. I'm going to try to fill in, you know, as much talking as I can stand to do. Maybe I'll fast forward through some of the boring parts of the episode. Um, but I don't think there was many. Yeah, so you see here some different sigil changes on the bands as well. Um, so let's, while well, nothing's going on, let's talk about the name of the episode. The name of the episode is Winterfell. Um... Like I said, I did some online readings, so not 100% my my memory and recollection of what's happening. Sorry, folks, we had some difficult difficulties there. The microphone just decided it was going to cut out on me. So let's go back to what I was talking about. The name of the episode is called Winterfell. Um, the name of the pilot episode was called Winter is Coming. Now, I know Winterfell is, you know, the home of the Starks, and that seems like an apt name for this episode. Um, but also, I, I read it as Winter is Coming in the first episode, the pilot, because it still wasn't there yet. But in this one, Winter's there. It's already been talked about the end of Season 7, Winter's there. So I think that's kind of, it plays a double entendre um, in the name. Alright, so I paused the show to fix my errors that was going on over here, and I'm going to get back into the show. So I read some stuff online, and as you read it, you kind of remember. It's been a while since I saw the pilot, but the opening scene is very reminiscent of the pilot episode. It shows this massive army walking through the north all the way up to, um, all the way up to Winterfell, which is basically... Um, the leaders of the north under the rule of the king or queen of Westeros. They're the wardens of the north. So they rule the north and northern law for the kings. Now, the same thing happened in the pilot episode when Robert was riding in, Cersei was in a carriage riding in. It was the very same thing. It showed Arya running through the crowd trying to see this massive train of an army. Um, walking up to her home so that you know there's some similarity there 
um, you got Daenerys riding right next to John on the road. Doesn't see Arya, but Arya sees John. She kind of looks um, not disappointed, but I don't know something nervous, scared. I don't think she likes Daenerys. Not many people are liking Daenerys at this point. You have the army of the Unsullied. Oh, interesting moment. The Hound sees Arya, or Arya sees the Hound for the first time again. With disbelief that he's alive. And the blacksmith boy, and I can't remember his name. Um, but she kind of has a little crush on him, it seems. You have Tyrion in a carriage. Busting eunuch jokes to um, Varys. Which Tyrion doesn't like dwarf jokes. It's a great joke in the beginning of this episode. Um, you guys got to watch it, but it's pretty good. This this season, seen, they, they tried to do some funny moments. Some worked, some didn't. We'll talk about them when we get there. Some armies are walking through. Looking at Grey Worm all weird. And uh, Misandry. They're, they're riding together. They're a thing. If you remember at the end of season seven, um, ooh, all right, a little bit warmer. It has a little kick, um, but not a bad drink. I don't, I don't particularly enjoy warm whiskey. I'll drink it in a shot, especially. Okay, so the people of the north are seeing dragons for the first time in disbelief and amazement. A little bit of a terror too. Arya is intrigued though. She is very liking liking that. Daenerys looks all smug. She's hot too. <clears throat> Sansa sees the dragon. She can't believe what she sees. It almost looks like the uh open first time Dr. Grant sees a dinosaur in Jurassic Park. The animation seems a little campy to me. Not bad though. It's like a it's like a Pixar village. Like, you could tell it was drawn. Drawn very well, but drawn nonetheless. Especially when the dragons are flying. That's a, not a problem I have. Oh, Bran sees John. John sees Bran. This is kind of an emotional moment. Now, at work, we were trying to, to figure out who knows about... Jamie pushing Bran out the window. Who's alive left that would know that? I don't think John knows it, and I don't think Sansa knows it. I think Arya knows it, but I can't. No, I don't think she knows it either. All those people were kept too far out of the loop to for anyone to know anything. Um, Bran's a center point in this episode. He's like no one can believe he's there. He's been dead for years. I mean, he's like 14, 15 now, and he went missing as a kid. I mean, seven, seven, eight years, yeah. Eight to actually like nine or ten years. So he's yeah, probably 15 or 16. Here's some other similarities in the episode as we come up to when Daenerys meets Sansa. Um... Cersei kind of Cersei and Sansa or not Sansa, uh, Sansa Cersei and Daenerys kind of say the same thing um, when they come basically the north is pretty and so are you Sansa 
uh, for different reasons, and it's worded a little bit different for different reasons. See, and Brand just said there, the um, the North has fallen or winter has fallen. The wall has fallen for sure. So, but yeah, Sansa doesn't like Daenerys anymore. Right now, we have um, the Northern Lords in Winterfell talking to Sansa, who's basically ruling the North. John is content playing figurehead, but he doesn't want the responsibility. He just wants to save people. John's like the only decent person. John and Sam are the two best people in this whole episode morally, I believe. Um, one house, I think they're called the Umbers. Their men aren't in Winterfell right now. The The word was sent a while ago. Bring your men into Winterfell so we can prepare for this war. Right now, everyone's questioning John's um, title as King of the North. Oh, because in Season 7, he bows his knee to Daenerys. So he's no longer a king. But again, he doesn't really care that whether he's a king or not he's not a lord he's they say what are you you're not a king a lord or nothing at all but he really is the only person trying to save the world he's trying to explain he's just explaining why why um he decided to give up his title as king okay so um yeah i do some cut and paste here but let's go back. Yeah, he's you know he told him had a choice, keep my crown or choose or then save the North. I chose the North. He's trying to save everybody. The only you know people are getting frustrated with John. Tyrion's gonna step in here. Um, says some good you know. He says uh, if anyone survived this war, we'll have Jon Snow to thank. He risks his life to show us the threat. Thanks to his courage, we have brought us the greatest army the world has ever seen. So yeah, there's a massive army in the north, which Sansa's going to bring up here in a minute. How do you feed two dragons and the world's greatest army? It's a good question when it's wintertime and you have to store food for winter. you got a couple years worth of food. It'll turn into a couple months when you're feeding this many people. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. How are they going to survive past the war with the food rations? You have Unsullied, Dothraki, two dragons, plus all the armies of the north, and the Free Folk, or the Wildlings army. That's a lot of people. Um... Oh, here you get you're seeing now. It's a scene. They're mining dragon glass, which again, all this seems to happen so quickly. But you know, movie magic, Hollywood. Um, you got the blacksmith, who's Robert's son, unloading dragon glass. So he's he's. It's been a couple of years, it seems, and he's um, Gentry. That's his name. So he's. Um, He's making weapons. Dra oh, dragon glass kills White Walkers. That's right, and the uh, zombie soldiers as well. So that's been mined from Blackstone, and um, it's basically obsidian. 
Sorry, guys. I took a sip. It hit a little stronger. All right, put that down for now. Um. Oh, Tyrion. Tyrion's talking to Sansa. It's an awkward conversation for sure. He feels weird about it. Sansa did leave him to take the death of Joffrey by himself. So, yeah, it's a awkward moment to talk about. But back to Dragonglass. So, you got Gentry, the blacksmith, working on something for everybody. I mean... There's a scene coming up, but he's forging weapons, swords, axes, daggers out of dragonglass, which kills White Walkers. So does Valerian Steel, which there's not many Valerian swords out there, So, and there's not steel around. Um, you can't get steel out of Valeria. The Rockmen. The Rockmen own Valeria. So... So you got dragon glass, and that's I think we're gonna see some some cool stuff come out with some dragon glass weapons. That'd be it's interesting because they look very crude because it's a stone, it's not a metal, but yet they seem to be treating it like metal. I wonder how accurate that is. Um, they they show a scene and it's coming up where they're gonna melt it and and so on. So they can cast molds, arrowheads, and all that. Okay, so we just passed the scene where Tyrion looks at Bran, and that's kind of... Everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? Bran's here. Like, where the fuck has he been? John's staring um, at the tree with the... Okay, so we're at the scene by the tree. Arya and John see for the first time. Um, well, Arya saw John. John didn't see her, so he's he's getting to see her again. It's a happy moment. She snuck up on him. Um, tricks she learned from the faceless man. And uh, it, this is a heartwarming moment. They're crying. Again, another thing I had read, which you know, when you read these things online, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Um, they're, they're discussing Needle again, which in the pilot episode, Needle, John gave Arya Needle in the same, and they kind of have the same uh, conversation. He's finding out she's um, killed people before, that she's not just a little girl anymore, that she's a warrior. So he's kind of sad about that. Now he gets to show off his beautiful sword, which is Valyrian steel. Like I said earlier, it's one of those weapons that can kill a White Walker and the zombies is Valyrian steel. Other than that, you can only burn the uh, zombie soldiers. Can't burn White Walkers. Um... So, yeah, they're just having a conversation about Sansa. You know, it's hard to read and make sure everything's working and talk. Um, I think Sansa's doing a good job at leading the North. I don't think Jon ever wanted that. And Sansa, I don't think, ever wanted Jon to lead. She wanted to be kind of like the little finger of the group. Although, she's gotten to be a little bitchy again. You know, she thinks, you know, her shit don't stink. And I'm going to try not to curse too much this episode, but I don't know. So, we're getting ready to change scenes here. Arya's reminding Jon that he is a Stark, no matter what his last name says. And at this point, dude, the Earth, the world's about to end. Why does it matter what your last name is when you're just trying to survive? Alright, we shoot south. South to uh, Cersei, where this weird, you know, Dr. Caligula-type hand 
of the queen is. I don't like her new look. She looks like Darth Vader in drag. It's very weird. She's ruthless as ever. Um, claims to be pregnant. The great, the bad Greyjoy, Uncle Greyjoy's armada is sitting in the uh, harbor. And they sh switch to the ship. The uncle is going under deck where you're going to find Lady Greyjoy tied up to a pole. And this is one of those scenes that he's kind of a misogynist narcissist and boring. You know, he's, why don't you kill me? She, you know, she's, why don't you kill me? Oh, because then I won't have anyone to talk to. We're the only last two of our names left. Yada, yada. Yada, yada. I'm going to check my text messages while this is going on. Yeah, who can I talk to? Hmm. Um, Theon is going to come in and save the day. It's getting ready to happen in a moment. So, talk about, yeah, the, um, the drink holds up. I wouldn't drink it too quick like I did. Um, it's not bad. It's very smooth. If you if you like a sipping scotch, it's a good one to have. That would have been really good with a cigar, a mild cigar. Uh, not a dark, but a light. That would have been really good with a light cigar. And in come Theon in. Oh, yeah. he. Oh, this dude. He proclaims that he is going to fuck the queen. So Theon's not coming in right now. Spoilers. He's coming in later. Um, I figured out what my technical, technical difficulties were. <clears throat> the cord and the microphone kept unplugging. So I'm trying to hold it in a different stance. I'm actually holding the microphone while I'm watching this instead of having it on the table. That way I don't have to yell and I can get a little bit closer to it. So, right now we have Uncle Greyjoy talking to Cersei. Oh yeah, Cersei's really upset. Remember how she said she wanted elephants from the Iron Bank? Well, they didn't get elephants. All they got was some soldiers and some horses. She's really upset about the elephants. I think she thought the elephants were going to combat the dragons. Just because, you know, big animals and big animals. But... I don't know how many men a dragon is worth. I'm going to say 10,000 men, so I could be wrong. I would say one dragon is worth 10,000 men power in a war. Because she, like Cersei does have these weapons, but she doesn't have many of them. Not yet. Maybe she does by now. Years could have gone by. You know, this is Hollywood time. Things go by fast, but are slow. Um, now we got Uncle Greyjoy talking to Cersei. He's basically saying, we've been intended after the war, but I'm horny and I want to get some. And yes, I'm trying. You know, she goes, if you want a whore, buy one. If you want a queen, earn it. Earn her. <clears throat> he says something slick. Oh yeah, he says how. He's giving her justice, the fleet. Yada yada, but you still won't touch my dick. So she's, they're getting ready to go fuck. There's a funny meme uh, rolling out in um, Donde Estas Ernie. 
aka Minion sent to me where it's Cersei if you want a whore buy one if you want a queen earn her and then it had Cersei 10 seconds later and it was like a Kermit the Frog puppet and it looked like it was spreading its asshole which was hilarious because that's exactly what happened she says that and 30 seconds later this dude's in, in her bedroom fucking her I think and here's my theory because she's pregnant again from Jamie that she needed a cover because now Jamie is riding north to Winterfell to fight with the Starks because he doesn't want to break his promise and she wasn't going to send her armies. Um, here we have brands in a whorehouse. Uh, the, oh, the whores are talking about all of the poor guys that got killed by the dragon that used to come uh, visit them. And Bran's like, I am the only one here that has ever shot a dragon. I almost killed it. They, there's three of them, so they're, you know, teaming up. And then they go back to talking about the guys that died, which is kind of funny. That was one of those they tried to be funny about it. And it has also come to seem like Bran's there too much. So they feel comfortable that they don't have to put on the whole spiel with him. He probably, you know, you know, he doesn't care. He's the one who's like, "Yep, as long as I'm, as long as I'm getting some, I'm good." And now, creepy Doctor Caligula is interrupting, and Bran is off and on his way. You know, the best part about doing these is when you're drinking and you want to go back to something, you can't really remember what you're wanting to go back to. Oh yeah, one of the whores likes older guys. So, and this dude looks pretty old. So, Bran is going to go try to make something of something. Now, I know what's coming up. I've seen it before. Uh, hard to pay attention to when you've seen it a few times. <clears throat> so, Bran's going to go. Oh, yeah. He's actually not going anywhere. Not anywhere that's important. I think it's the last time you see him in this episode. Cersei's sending him off on a mission. He's basically going to be a mercenary. And he, she wants him to kill Tyrion. Uh, that's what's going on in this scene. Caligula and Bronn are talking. try to fill dead air oh yeah he gives him a crossbow you know he wants it to be fitting for since Tyrion killed their father with the crossbow and uh Bran's like this shit's crazy this guy's trying to sweet talk him which Bran doesn't care he's gonna do it anyway he thinks he's gonna be you know king next to Cersei at this point with the look in his eyes but we shall see I might just do one of these per episode. That would be it'd be fun for me. It'd give you guys something to do. Give me some filler episodes if I ever need need to fill some in. Hey, that could be a good idea. So we're back to Cersei and Uncle Greyjoy. They skipped the whole fuck scene. Um, he's getting dressed. He's basically saying, how do I compare to Robert? Apparently he didn't know nothing about nothing about women. Then he's gonna ask here, how do you feel? How do I compare against Jamie? And 
you know, she's not happy about that remark. Well, at this point, I don't think she has emotion. But she's more like, uh, uh, you're a pretty brave guy. Like, not in a good way. She's like, you got some balls. Like, you just don't care. You just want, you know, you're just going to say whatever you want. Which I kind of admire, but he is a dick. He has no morals. He just wants power. So they're still talking, yada yadas. Waiting for the change of scene. A lot's happening. There's just like, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, he's like, I'm going to put a prince in your belly. Remember, she's supposedly, and this is a, a, a battle of we haven't at the shop. Is she really pregnant? I think she is. Some people don't. I think she's really pregnant and trying to cover the fact that she's pregnant by Jamie's kids since Jamie's no longer in the picture and doesn't seem like he's coming back. And uh, she kind of gave him a smug look because he's like, I'm going to put a prince in your belly. So we got that going. Um, where are we? Oh, you we're back on the ship. It's nighttime. Bo's screak. Arrows to the head. Basically, Theon's coming to the rescue. He's going to rescue his sister with the remaining Greyjoys. She knocks him flat to the floor. That's spectacular. Um, some inch, let's, let's talk about what's going on right now. We got Arya itching for a battle. We got Theon saving his sister currently. We have Jon and Daenerys trying to take control of the North from the lords that are very speculative of her appearance. We have Cersei being fake impregnated by Uncle Greyjoy. Jamie's in the wind. Bran's popping up on everyone and sneaking up on them, basically. Yara. Oh yeah, Lady Greyjoy's name's Yara. Uh, Theon's talking to her now. Basically, he wants to go north and help Jon. He's he's grown some balls for being someone who's been chopped to pieces and no dick or balls left. Um, which is nice. Okay, I'm noticing something. Theon's hair seems to be a little bit longer. I think that's to show some passage of time. Which is pretty bad. You know, she's saying, now you want to go to Winterfell and fight for the Starks. Go ahead. They're going to go back to the Iron Islands just in case Daenerys needs a place to hide out. If this whole Walking Dead thing don't, uh, don't pan out. Now throat's getting dry and I have no water. Oh, yeah, that was the last swig of that. That was pretty good. Folks, I do recommend the uh, White Walker by Johnny Walker. It's not bad. If you're a Game of Thrones fan and you want to play a Game of Thrones drinking game, this is probably like an official Game of Thrones sponsored drink. I think you should do it. Large encampment going on up here in the north. A lot of things going down. Yeah, that's the first time I really saw it. It's like a 
massive tent yard outside the gates of Winterfell. There's a lot of people in the north. How do you feed that many people? I know it's TV, but think about it. You had to, you back then you prepared for what you had your population months in advance of winter. Now these winters and summers in this um in in this world of Westeros are not months, they're years. And even in the summer the winter is cold and snowy. Which that's that's interesting concept of seasonal time. What planet is it? It's it's not Earth back in I know it's a fictional place. And it's an interesting concept. I like the concept of of the um of years of seasons and untold. So it's an it's an elliptical orbit around the sun, basically, is how this how this solar system would work with that. Okay, so alcohol is definitely hitting me. I have not had dinner. So that's that's a good sign. Um, Varys, the second in command. I can't remember this guy's name. He was um, Stannis' second in command, and he's been hanging out with John and Tyrion. Are talking, and basically they're talking about John and Daenerys. And now they pans to John and Daenerys talking. Basically, they're talking about your sister doesn't like me. She's stubborn. Yada yada. Yeah, she doesn't know you. If it makes you feel any better, she didn't like me either when we were growing up. Now, here's where I don't like really get Daenerys. She's all intent of I am the queen. She needs to lay that shit on the down low. After you deal with the Walking Dead and the White Walkers. Then... Then you can go into, what are you going to do for me? Oh, the dragons aren't eating a lot at this point. The Dothraki are, are informing Jon Snow and the Queen of Dragons. Well, the Mother of Dragons and the a better queen than Cersei. I wouldn't say the true queen, but a better queen than Cersei. Now, I love these dragons. These dragons are like giant-ass puppies. They're great. Now, in Season 7, we kind of find out that John and Daenerys are related. John doesn't know this yet, but John is the rightful heir of the throne. And I think this season's going to be a battle between who rightfully deserves the throne between John and Daenerys. I think they both take the throne together. That would be too nice of an ending, though. How great slash unpredictable would it be if Cersei ends up winning this whole thing? That would piss every... That would be the second most hated HBO ending would be Cersei taking the throne. And that's it. You know, following by the Sopranos going blank, did he die, did he not die? If that happened, people would lose their shit. There would be chaos. So I've been rambling on down the rabbit hole of of that. Basically, Daenerys and Jon 
went and checked on the dragons. They were gnawing on some bones. Daenerys climbed up on hers. You know, the main dragon. I don't remember his name. John's flying around on the other one. And the third dragon is now in the possession of the White Walkers. They're like, you know, buzzing the Tower of Winterfell here. Having a good old time. John does not know what he's doing. He's going to die. Daenerys is having a great time. <clears throat> Have you guys ever seen the pictures of the green screen foam cutouts of what is supposed to be dragon parts? It's hilarious. I say that because there's a lot of like unnecessary how to train your dragon flying through the forest scene coming up. It's one of the things I don't like about this episode. It's necessary, but it doesn't be have to be as long as it is. They could have gotten from point A to point B quicker. I think that would have saved everybody six months of wait time if they would have made this scene quicker. Because, you know, you had to wait two years for this, for this season. Which was good because everyone could catch up in a orderly fashion. I caught up in two months. No, not two months. Um, three months. Caught up in three months. I actually finished the last episode of season seven the couple hours before season eight. Here's a scene I hate. The way they pan Daenerys turning the dragon is almost like the dragon stopped like a helicopter and and shifted a complete 90 degree turn and then kept going instead of swooping like a bird would do. Because they didn't even they didn't show it like rearing off. Now they're staring at a waterfall, and if you remember correctly, John lost his virginity to the wildling woman, who honestly to me was pretty hot. Um, my type: red hair, freckles, Scottish accent, very hot. <clears throat> Any accent in the UK is pretty hot. If you got an accent in the UK and you're a girl, hit me up. Uh, bcpubcast at gmail.com. But they're making out in front. Now Daenerys and John are making out in front. See, here's a scene I think didn't need to be there. Okay, they're making out. The dragon's growled. She says, don't be afraid and smiles. That's all fine. Now they do this, you know, Elsa frozen kissing the huntsman from, you know, Snow White and... They have a scene where John's staring into the dragon, and the dragon's staring at John while he's kissing Daenerys. That's a little weird. They could have left that out. The growl and don't be afraid thing could have been the end. All right, so we're at Gentry. Gentry is forging weapons out of dragon glass. Like I said, they look very rudimentary, but they're going to be the best weapons you can get. The Hound has traded a sword for a double-edged axe. Um, Gentry's kind of bragging. He's saying it's a difficult weapons to, or difficult material to make weapons out of. Arya, Hound sees Arya for the first time. She says, "Let him be." Stares him down, cold in disbelief, and he said, "I heard you were here, and then you left me to die." Here's a good joke. But first, I robbed you. That was a good joke, and it was well placed. And kind of in the snarky sense of Arya. Stare down. They're happy to see each other. They really are. He kind of starts smiling. He's kind of happy that she turned out to be what she wanted to be. And then he walks away. 
I think I think those two are gonna form another friendship because I like the way their their relationship went. Now Gentry and Arya, those two have something going on. It's like Mrs. Jones, me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. Yeah, they got a yeah they got a thing going on. Sorry, another technical difficulty. Arya is basically complimenting his skill and then hands him a drawing of a dragonglass weapon. They don't really give you a good picture of what it is. It looks like a smaller weapon. I think she's going to have him get a dragonglass weapon. That's smaller, like a dagger. I think she's trying to be a ninja. And then that. I don't think they're... Yeah, they're not going to meet again in this episode. You have Sansa now reading a scroll. John's going to talk to her. Basically, the scroll says that Lord Glover, who in the last season said he would pledge to he will bend the star because we have for a thousand years is now abandoning us Zansa says I will stand behind Jon Snow is what he said the king of the north she's pissed off that he gave up his title basically the, what this scene is is Sansa telling him that why did you give up your title why did you bend the knee to Daenerys Jon didn't want it and they don't want the crown he's like I brought a queen not even I brought a queen. He goes, I brought dragons. I brought two armies. And then she goes, and a queen. Sansa goes, did you do this for the north or did you do this for love? A good question. I think he did it for both. Why can't you do something for both? John did not want to be a ruler. It's a quality he has from being a bastard. He always felt like the outsider. But he, you know, his father took close to him, treated him right, even though he is a bastard. He knows Daenerys will be a good queen. That's what he says. I think Daenerys would be a good queen for them. She has her moments, but I think Tyrion can keep her in check. And, you know, the big revelation of the uh, the episodes coming out, which I kind of talked about, which I don't think was a big revelation. It's just a revelation to John. But John just wants to be the guy that helps people. So he has some good morals to him. He doesn't want to be the guy that does, you know, the kingly shit. He wants to be the fighter. Daenerys is... Actually, I don't remember this scene. So let's watch it together. Oh, yeah, Daenerys, I do. Daenerys came to visit Sam. Now, Sam is in prime spot. He ran away from the Citadel. I don't... Where is Gilly and Little Sam? Did they stay where they were living at the Citadel? Because he ran away. That's a good question. Maybe we'll find out on the next episode. But if you remember correctly, Sam saved... Oh, what's his name? Mormont. Sir Mormont, um... The guy who follows around Queen Daenerys. He was turning into a rock. 
I should have all this on paper. I don't. So, Sam saves him from being a a rock man. He just told uh, Daenerys that he is a Tali. And Daenerys is telling him, your father died. Well, what's happening right now is, remember, she burned uh, Sam's dad and brother alive. So that's what Sam's finding out. Poor Sam. I think Sam should be... um, Oh, here's my theory on Sam. He's the last Tully alive. I think Daenerys should give him... um, Give him his homeland. It's not River Run. It's... um, But give him his homeland. And be the Lord. And Gilly and Little Sam could move there. That's what I think. I think that's what would happen. Um, Sam kind of was hurt by his dad dying. When she found out that his brother died too, uh, he's coming unglued. And here comes a big scene that's coming up. And there's not much left to this episode. There's probably um, 20, 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Not even 20 minutes. How long have we been going? Oh, there's about 15 minutes left. We've been going 45. This is about an hour episode. So that was the scene Sam's side, his his family dies. Now here's another comparison from episode one. Um, Robert and Ned were talking about his daughter, or his, uh, Ned's sister, and Robert's true love, who, if you remember, is actually John's mom and Daenerys' brother's kid. So John is the product of Daenerys is his brother and Ned's sister who Robert loved. Um, scenes coming up right now. You got Sam talking to Bran. Bran and, and Sam figured this out in season seven. So we're getting to the scene where um, John needs to know you need to tell John. Um, yeah, here it's coming now. But yeah, I think Sam Sam should have his home. Now we have the comparison. After, you know, the Robert and Ned thing, you have John at Ned's grave in the tombs under Winterfell. And Sam's going to come barge in. You know, it's nothing going on. Some sighing. Some, all right, here comes Sam. And this conversation is basically the conversation where John finds out he is actually a Targaryen because he is not Ned's son, but Ned's sister's son, who, with Daenerys's brothers, with Daenerys's brother. So John is Daenerys's nephew. So there's some weird auntie nephew thing going on right now John's trying to find out how little Sam is and how Gilly is oh this is where where John finds out that Daenerys executed um executed Sam's family which is a question that he had before. So, 
Yeah, I know I shouldn't have blown the big reveal, but I don't think it was a big reveal. It was talked about in season seven. But Sam's questioning John. Did you know that she killed my brother and my dad? He's basically, no, I'm sorry. This sets Sam off to basically blurt out that John is the rightful heir to the throne. He is the son of... He's the great-grandson of the king. And Sam has a really good line here. He's, you know, I'm not a king. Sam says, I wish you were. You've always been. I gave up my crown, Sam. I bent the knee. He goes, Sam, I'm not talking about the north. I'm talking about the seven kingdoms. Dun, dun, dun. John turns around. Says, Bran and I worked it out. I had a high septum diary. Bran had his magical power. And this is the scene. John is getting ready to find out. Your mother was Lyanna Stark. Ned's sister and your father. Your real father was Rhaegar Targaryen. Daenerys' brother. You've never been a bastard. You are Aegon Targaryen. True heir of the Iron Throne. Six of his name. Yada yada. That is basically Sam's words. Completely. John doesn't know what he's going to do with this. I don't know what John's going to do with this. Part of me wants to wants John to... Just... Be a Stark... And continue to be a Stark and let Daenerys have this. And John can't believe that Ned would lie to him. But I think I think he'd let Daenerys have the throne. Which that would be a happy ending to the series. So we have one extreme. Cersei taking the whole thing would be a fantastic ending as far as like gasp effect. And the happy tie it all nice in a neat bow ending would be Daenerys and John just being together. Because just because they're related doesn't necessarily... I mean, back, back, even back in our history, we're talking about a whole other universe, but back in our history, the incest from, you know, wasn't too horrible. Um, in the... In the folklore of the show, there was a lot of families that did it just to keep the bloodlines pure. So on the Targaryen side, it wasn't weird anyway. Um, I think John... I think the happy ending would be John not reacting to that news and being a Stark and not telling Daenerys. And then the two of them ruling it anyway. Even if they told each other... They could still rule the Seven Kingdoms. That would be the happy ending. And we're coming to the closing ending of the... The closing scene of the show. And the closing scene of the podcast. Which is... A band of wildlings are going to check out on Lord Umber. Because they haven't been heard from in a while. And... They're creaking through a house. This scene... Is frightening. Oh, they're with the Lord of Light dude. Um, which, that guy's a little creepy. The whole Lord of Light thing's a little creepy. Uh, interesting how the Westerosi folklore incorporated 
the pantheon and the Christian and um, the Christian God as well. I thought that was pretty cool. They just incorporated everything into itself. Um, sorry for the silence, folks. But there's a lot of nothing going on right now. Walking through the dark. And I'm just going to fast forward this up a little bit. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so fast forward torches and fire everywhere they met up with some other guys oh that's right they um, turn the corner and they come to find the um, oh, the night's watch they're coming south to Winterfell from the wall since the wall's fallen so the Night's Watch and the Wirelings mixed with the Lord of Light guy are coming up on, and I'm sorry folks for I don't know everyone's name, um, the red-haired dude that has a thing for Brienne, he, you know, that Wildling, oh, Lord Umber chopped up in this weird sigil, and it's a sigil of a house, and I have to look up, I think it's his sigil. But there's also the same shape in the that big battle from um, the big battle in the north when they captured the zombie soldier. Um, that had the same form of this shape. So this is now the kid comes alive. So he's alive. He woke up in pain. They stabbed him with the fire sword, and now this kid's burning to death because Lord Umber is all of nine years old. And that, folks, is pretty much the episode of Game of Thrones. Um, season 8, episode 1. Oh, the last thing to happen. See a bunch of people riding into Winterfell. Yeah, so I said, let me rewind it just so I can catch the whole scene. And I will narrate the whole scene. Bunch of people riding into Winterfell. That's what you're seeing. You see a hooded figure riding on a horse. Going by. You never get a good look at him. He comes in. Ties up. Which, you know, ties the horse up. Flips the hood off, and it's Jamie. Which, his hair went from blonde to brown. Anyone else notice that? The longer the show got, the darker their hair got. Is it a sun thing? Is it like it's bleached in the sun because they're in the south? Anyway, he turns. Bran's staring at him. He's now staring at Bran. And in the end of the pilot episode pretty much the same scene. Bran climbs a tower, sees Jamie and Cersei having relations and and Jamie pushes Bran out the window. Now Bran saw Jamie. Jamie looks so guilt-ridden and Bran Bran has no emotion in this in this um since he's 
came through his little adventure. He has like no emotion. There's a little bit of like what you were doing here, but there wasn't too too much like surprise. Whereas Jamie felt awful about what he did. So, but that was literally it. It cuts off right in mid eyelock. Cuts off the episode. So that was my watch commentary of Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 1. I hope you guys enjoyed it a little bit. I enjoyed doing it. It was pretty fun. So I might do this. Um, I'll definitely record them and then think about it. So I might do this as an extra thing and have something stored up in the vault for if I ever need to put something out when I don't have a you know we don't have something coming out so we can do that too so thank you guys for hanging out with me it's weird doing a solo podcast I don't you know I'm still learning how to do it hopefully they get a little bit better I tried to have some people on um, with me to do this just couldn't work something out so I decided to give a solo thing maybe next time I'll have guests so just say drink of the week white walker by johnny walker i do recommend it it was a it was good if you're a cigar person pair it with a light cigar um very mellow some oaky vanilla taste it was really good on on ice it was pleasant um but everyone have a good evening and thank you for staying tuned